0: Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Peter, it's so good to be back with you. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. How about yourself? It, it's, it feels like summer, doesn't it? At least where we are. Yeah. it's uh, it's uh, There's been a couple days that have just been really, really hot, and it, I don't know why those came in so quickly, but... Uh, now it's kind of back to around 80s and, and, you know, things are getting greener. And yeah, it's, it's nice outside. It's kind it of is. nice to go out there.
2: <laughs> you know, it, 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 where, where we are, we're, we're, you know, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, in the Northeast. It, it doesn't really even feel like spring until mm-hmm. this time or maybe even a week further down the road. And then it gets it becomes summer because we had we had mid 80s this this weekend and felt like summer. It yeah. feels good.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's nice. It's nice to get out there. Um, And it's nice to get away from TV, radio, Oh gosh! Me- yes, media, especially because of kind of what we're facing, and so you you told me what we're talking about today, and and really, it's all about here we go again, right? Unfortunately, our, our listeners have suffered some significant losses year to date, April and May, uh,
2: in, in their portfolios. Hopefully, yes, that's yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, because yes, absolutely, in their portfolios, we we know the markets are just going bananas, um, and it's. You know, April May may really have especially been cruel from an investment perspective, uh, and I'm sure your clients are concerned. Uh, so, what are your clients asking you, and and how are you responding to this?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's another challenging time for to be a financial planner. <laughs> and our, uh, at times like this, our focus really becomes on on behavioral coaching. Um, you know, our goal is to help our clients meet their goals, and and portfolio portfolio losses affect their plans, at least it, emo- their emotional plans. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, no doubt it, it, it certainly can be hard on people and, and it can make a difference. So, you know, it, it, it can, it can wreak havoc. This volatility can wreak havoc on plans. It, it, it mostly reduces clients' confidence that they can meet their goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scary and it, it's often a really fearful time.
1: So let me just ask you straight out: What are you telling them?
2: Well, what we try to do is really focus on 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 or review with them our core beliefs about investments, and and we we believe that the clients that work with us understand these core beliefs. Um, we've had those conversations in the past, and 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 we truly just want to review them. Um, it it isn't new information, but it's really the most important thing. So it's our core. Beliefs—it's—it's kind of like a, a value system, you know. You always want to revisit your values, um, make sure you're doing the right thing, and um, when it comes to investments, I think you got to do something similar. And then, then secondly, also really important, we 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 focus on on four questions that we will ask our clients, and um, and I thought we'd review some of that today.
1: Okay, so before I ask you about the questions, I want to ask you about those core beliefs. So, so first of all. How many core beliefs are there? Do you have? And then what are they?
2: Yeah. So I broke it out into, into, into five core beliefs and, and there's a lot to each one. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, stocks and bonds, they just fluctuate in value daily, monthly, quarterly, annually, and even longer. You know, when we call this, fl- these fluctuations in our jargon, we call it volatility or risk the good news is that stocks tend to go up in value more often than they go down. Uh, just talking about kind of the, 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 kinds of assets that people own stocks go up and down, hopefully go up more often than they go down bonds, which we, a lot of our clients have bonds in their portfolios that they pay consistent income. Uh, a portfolio that's diversified uh, with dividend paying stocks will typically pay a consistent dividend. Uh, some stocks, you know, one, two, five may reduce or eliminate their dividends in any given year. But if you own a basket of them from different sectors of the economy, uh, that dividend is fairly consistent, it, although certainly not guaranteed. Uh, when markets suffer losses, a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds has always recovered back to its previous highs. So this isn't guaranteed either, but historically that's what we've seen. So that's core belief number one, stocks go up and down uh, and they, they, they have always historically come back to where they were at their previous high. Mm. So those are the things that we can count on. Our core belief number two, this may seem obvious, but we don't know the future. <laughs> mm. we, we don't know... What will happen, and when it will ha- happen? And whenever we're looking back at things that have happened, it, it just seems so clear to us that you know how how did we not know? I mean, it's kind of it it's that that you've heard this the saying you know hindsight is twenty twenty. It's it's very clear when we're looking back. Yeah, but the world is complicated. Uh, the human brain wants desperately to make connections and to come up with, with answers and solutions. It's it's satisfying for us to do that. We do it naturally. It's it's the way we were built. We want to solve problems, A- and you know if we want to know if this happens, then that will occur. And and especially in the investment world, it just isn't that simple. So. Things are complicated, there's lots of inputs, and the future is not known. We don't know it. We, we just can't predict. Uh, so that's core value or core belief number two. Number three, uh, you know, over a, a market or an economic cycle, and here I'm thinking about a, a market cycle or, or kind of an economy, you know, which is generally, it's like seven to 12 years Markets go up, they go down, they come back up again. Global diversification across lots of different asset classes really provides, in our opinion, provides reasonable returns to investors with less volatility than a concentrated portfolio with fewer asset, uh, asset classes. Mm. And just let me define asset class. An asset class is a, a basket of, of, of securities that tended, tend to have certain things in common, like their large company domestic stocks or their small company domestic stocks or their investment grade corporate or government bonds. Those are different kinds of asset classes. In, in the short run, diversification, having all these kinds of different assets in our portfolio is bound to disappoint an investor because there's always an asset class that will outperform other asset classes. Uh (laughs) So if you own six, seven different asset classes, some of them are gonna do better than others. That's just the way it is. So people have to understand that. Um, in, In the short run, it's also very clear that diversification doesn't always appear to work when markets have periods of times like, like that we're in now, where everything seems to go down, that's exactly what happens. A lot of different asset classes go down in value. So it doesn't necessarily always work in the short run. So the focus really has to be over a market cycle. That was, think about seven to 12 years as a more traditional cycle of time when, when global diversification of asset classes works. So that's core belief number three. Um, core belief number five, I'm sorry, number four, is your investment portfolio should be structured to meet your specific personal objectives, meaning it's going to meet your income and liquidity needs, mm-hmm. your time horizon, how long you you you, you have before you need that, that asset. Your risk or your volatility tolerance, you know, how much can you really withstand emotionally and practically? How much tolerance do you really have for this, this volatility? And then lastly, your tax situation. Taxes, uh, we need to consider taxes when we're, we're investing. They don't drive our decisions, um, but your invo- investment portfolio should be structured to meet these objectives, all of them, based on your personal situation. So that's number four. And, and then number five, which is, uh, I think, so important. And um, not everyone does this on a regular basis, but we are very aware of it. We want to prepare for the worst. Mm. <laughs> we, want to, we want to prepare for market volatility. We want to prepare for times just like this. Um, in in our, our jargon, we call it um, sequence of returns risk. And, and, and that just means that because we don't know what kind of return or performance our portfolio will receive each and every every day, week, month, quarter, we, we know that it fluctuates in value. Some years are going to be good. Some years are not going to be good. And when we talk about sequence of return risk, we think about what's the timing of those returns. If you're retiring, after many good years of, of markets, and then in the year you retire, let's say 2022, the markets go down in value, and you start needing to take money out of your portfolio for to meet your retirement goals, then that can really hurt. Mm-hmm. That can really hurt your 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 portfolio. So sequence of return risk is is especially important for retirees um, early on uh, in retirement. So those are the five core beliefs we have. Um, Stocks fluctuate in value. They always recover. Um, At least they have historically. Uh, The future is not known. Uh, Over a long period of time, diversification we think helps tremendously. Uh, Your your investment portfolio should be structured to meet your needs. And lastly, prepare prepare for the worst.
1: Okay. So, I mean, those are... Uh, those are fantastic. I mean, I, we, we've spoken about, I think, every one of those things on, on multiple, you know, on different podcasts, uh, but to have those all succinctly stated here makes it very, very clear. So now you also mentioned four questions that you review with your clients. What are those four questions?
2: Yeah. So, so we, we certainly, we, we want to understand where our clients' concerns are coming from. And, and for mm-hmm. sometimes it's obvious, so we do a lot of listening in these in the in, in, when we're when we're having these meetings after we we've experienced this volatility. Um, so, but, but but we focus on the four questions. We don't always ask them exactly in these in this order, um, but they're all so important. And the first question we ask is: Have your objectives changed from the previous time we updated your plan? Have have your objectives changed uh, because of the volatility or because of other reasons? We we want to make sure that there isn't a disconnect between objectives and the current situation and concern. So, you know, if for example, if, if the goal, the client's goal is, is is such that these assets are necessary, you know, 10 or 20 years from now. We ask, we want to, we want to make sure they're, they're, th- that's really true, that that this market volatility, we're, which is short-term, at least we, we hope it's truly short-term, uh, we want to make sure that that is relevant to them. Meaning, you know, if, if it's not necessary, if, the, if they don't need the funds for 10 or 20 years, then maybe this short-term volatility is just not that relevant. Because we'll recover between now and when they might need the funds. So that's the first question, you know, have your objectives changed? And more often than not, they really haven't changed. Their their feelings about it have changed (laughs) and they may not feel Mm -hmm. as comfortable or they may not feel as confident because their asset values are down, but their real objectives haven't necessarily changed dramatically. So that's the first question. The second question, this is more conversational. It's, it, we don't necessarily ask it like this all the time, but, but we want to know, kind of have the client think about what their biases are. You know, aren't, I think we all have ingra- biases that are just part of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, for example, you know, we, do I want to fix problems and make changes? Because that's who I am. You know, am I fearful of debt? Uh, is that something that that's just to my core belief? Many of our clients just don't want to take on debt. They don't like debt. Um, many of our clients just hate paying taxes. Um, some of them are thrifty. You know, they, they don't they don't spend money on themselves because of maybe fear, because of lifestyle. They don't have needs. They they they're prudent. Many of our clients are are really that way. They just they're they're careful with their their assets. They value their money, their 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 situation, and, and they they don't necessarily overspend, and that's really important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are I call them biases. You know, they, um, am I a news junkie? Do I listen to news all day long, or or am I the kind of person that lives in you know blissful ignorance? <laughs> I think there's something to to say about that. Another bias is kind of our political leading. You know, does my does my political bias affect my feelings about the economy or world events. and and and, and Eric, I, I've been doing this for 30, 35 years. And it seems to me that there's a cycle uh, of just uh, of, of concern and and and, and 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 about markets and political uh, the, the politics that we're, we're we're talking about at the time. you know when when a Democrat is elected uh, to pre- to the presidency, my Republican-leaning clients are concerned up about the economy and what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And when my Democrat-leaning clients uh, 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 see a, a, a Republican presidency, um, they feel the same way. <laughs> so, yeah. and and frankly, uh, what the economy is not necessarily determined by who's president or what political party is, is leading uh, us in in the in the White House or in Congress. It Just there's there's not always a direct, there's no direct correlation. So I think that's important to understand about yourself. And so we just talk about that. And, and then um, along these same lines, we just kind of want to understand how these biases might affect uh, our clients' emotional reactions, you know, not to call them out on that, but just to make sure, sh- you know, have a conversation about it. How, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just important to understand to be self-aware, and we all have this. Uh, th- that's my experience. Every human being has has, a, has biases, and we just need to be self-aware about it because I think that affects our, our decision making. So, uh, number three, uh, the kind of the the, the 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 question that we ask: if you are listening to the news or to to market prognosticators. Is what they're saying really relevant to your situation? Um, are, are what your friends saying really relevant to your situation? Yeah. <laughs> Other family members, you know, not everyone knows exactly your your circumstance. Um, I'm speaking to the client here, and 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 kind of thinking about what their biases are is really important. If you're listening to uh, the news. Um, or at least what, 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 what they call themselves as, 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 as news, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, are they really offering news or, or an analysis, or is it, is it entertainment? And I, I would suggest that anything on that you hear is, is partially entertainment. So is it on a scale of one to 10? Is it, where does it lie on that? Is it completely, absolutely objective? No, cause nothing ever is, um, is it completely a comedy show? You know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think you have to understand where that's coming from. And then, lastly, along these same lines, is the information that they're providing is it actionable and, and relevant? Um, so, I, I th- those are just concerns and, and questions we ask. You know, I think just as an example, a client's terribly concerned about the stock market, but only only thirty to fifty percent of their portfolio may be may have exposure to the stock market. So it's limited. You know, I, I'm, I'm terribly concerned about inflation. But, but then when we dive deeper into, into it, you know, not every, everyone is, infect, is affected by inflation in the same way. So, you know, how will inflation affect my plan? And that's different than your plan or, or, or someone else's. Um, and just another example of this is, you know, interest rates are increasing and, and that will certainly impact the economy. And I think that's true. The economy may slow down and, and we may have less economic growth and, and gross, to, gross domestic product. But, but, but I don't have any debts and my interest, my interest rates are fixed. Um, so maybe that increasing inflation is not going to have as dramatic effect. And I can afford the increase uh, in, in 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 gasoline and in food pricing. So it may not be that relevant to me. I'm not discounting it, but it just may not be as important and may not be worth the angst of the of that 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 news that mm-hmm. we're hearing. And then, lastly, number four. Here's here's where we spend a lot of time. Uh, we talk about. Okay, these are concerns, they're legitimate. Inflation is a concern, market volatility is a concern. What's happening in the Ukraine is horrible. And, and uh, you know, yeah, it it's, it it just affects us definitely. But what can we really control? What's what, mm, great question. What can we do about it? Yeah. That's why I talk about being actionable. I you know, is the information we're getting is it actionable? So so here we focus on a whole bunch of items that I think are important, you know. Uh, and let's talk about it from from uh, what what's what's what what you control from from least control to to the most control possible. So market fluctuations, the sequence of return risk. I would suggest to you that we can't control. It. You know, we can't think about. We we can't look into the future. We don't know what's going to happen. So I, that's an uncontrollable. Longevity, you know, when I think about longevity, I think about life's lifespan. How long will be will we we be around? And in some ways, while well, we can take good care of ourselves, we can watch our diet, we can watch what we consume and you know, alcohol and 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 those bad things that, you know, and desserts and things like that. I, I, I would suggest longevity is something that's not necessarily within our our total control. Um, certainly we can't control interest rates. <laughs> Income, I, I think. Some of us can control our earned income. We can decide how long we're going to be working for. We can try to earn more money. We can get second jobs, you know, those kinds of things. Um, We can get a job in retirement. But I would say that for the most part, a lot of our income is not really controllable. You know, you can't all of a sudden start earning $500,000 a year if you've been making $50,000 a year for, for, for 10 and 15 or 20 years. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, and 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 I I don't recommend the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, so so you know income in to my in my feeling is is pretty much an uh, is out of our control. We can influence, but 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 not make a dramatic difference. And unearned income, which is you know dividends, interest from from bonds and CDs, and it, it is pretty much it, it is what it is. You know you can't make. A portfolio of stocks provide higher dividends. Um, If if you're if you're concerned about risk and you want to manage it prudently, it is what it is. Uh, Same with interest rates. So those are pretty steady. Can't necessarily increase those dramatically. So um, another item that that we talk about is the asset classes that I do own. You know, what's my mix of cash and stocks and bonds? Um, Are the stocks I'm investing in are are they more or less volatile? And there are stocks, you know, small company technology stocks uh, might be deemed to be very volatile. Uh, They may provide excellent returns over a long period of time, but you got to deal with lots of ups and downs. There's more conservative stocks like, you know, uh, maybe banks, maybe um, utilities, maybe uh, consumer durables that are more stable. They don't go up as much. They don't go down as much. But then you've got commodities. Those can be very volatile. Real estate can not necessarily; it, it could be illiquid. Uh, it provides maybe a steady income, but but it may not be able to be sold right away. Um, hedge funds; some of our clients are invested in that, and those tend to be you know it's complicated and expensive, and, and may or may not be appropriate for a lot of our clients. So, it, determining which asset classes you own, you do control. Those are things you can choose to, to get involved in. You can choose to be in less volatile stocks. You can choose to have more bonds. So, we're now getting into areas that I think we can in, uh, have some influence and control. Probably the most important thing that we do control our, our, is our spending. Yeah. Now, let's break that out into, into fixed and discretionary, because fixed, we may not be able to make any immediate uh, uh, changes. You know, if we have a mortgage, if we've got rent, um, if we if we own a second home, if we've committed to our kids to provide them some 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 assistance along the way, um, these may not be deemed to be discretionary. We may feel that we've committed to those expenses, uh, but then we truly do have discretionary expenses. You know, the entertainment, um, the travel. Um, The second home, if we've not bought it yet, um, the car, uh, you know, those things that we can control uh, and we can control the timing of them. So just an example, you know, if if right now, if you might like a new car, um, you don't have, you know, your twenty five, thirty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars sitting in cash available to, to buy that car. To take it out of your portfolio might be an expensive proposition because mm-hmm. the markets are down. So you, if you don't need to buy a new car, maybe now is not the right time to buy it. So that's what we mean by discretionary, and that's within our control. Yeah. Um, another area that I think really is in control uh, for most of our clients is contingency planning. And boy, I think this is so important, and this is really a big part of our job, is to make sure our clients have thought about kind of those worst case uh, scenarios you know, let's make sure you got enough insurance and it's adequate. It meets all of those needs, whether it's homeowners, whether it's um, uh, umbrella insurance, um, health insurance, long-term care, life insurance, disability, you, uh, all, all of these things that they make a difference. They, they take some sting out of, out of bad situations. And we want to make sure they're adequate. We, we don't necessarily um, can, can, we don't, can't advise all c- our clients on all of those kinds of insurances, um, but we make sure that they're talking to the right people. Um, we make sure that they've reviewed them all. We want to make sure that that's done correctly. Yeah. Another part of contingency contingency planning is really liquidity, and this is where I think we can add significant value to a conversation is talking about those those need for home repairs and home upgrades. And medical expenses. Um, what about the kids? What about cars? You know, it's always something. And here's where I think a lot of clients that oh, this is a one-time expense. Well, I don't know about you, Eric, but I, I'm experiencing one-time expenses every single year. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, so we just we want to take that into account. We want to plan for it. Um, and there's ways to do that. You know, certainly building up enough cash sitting in the bank to to pay for. A, a need, um, but may, maybe make sure you got a home equity line of credit that's available if you need it. You don't mm-hmm. need to tap into it, but make sure it's available. Um, a securities-backed line of credit. If you've got a portfolio of stocks and bonds, uh, maybe your, your, your custodian would offer a, a, a line of credit and using using your securities as um, uh, that collateral. Um, so that gives you cash if you need it, even if markets are down. Um, and another thing that many of our clients have looked at, uh, for especially those that are over age 62, uh, possibly a reverse mortgage um, is an option for, to provide some liquidity if necessary, uh, and I would say especially in, 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 uh, in retirement. Um, here's an important thing that we, we do have absolute control on is um, if, if what you're hearing in the news is driving you crazy, uh, don't listen. Amen. Turn the channel. <laughs> yes. Um, if looking at your portfolio statements um, is distressing to you because there's significant loss in, in value, I've got clients that tell, tell me they don't look at their statements for a number of months. You know, I, I, I think there's something to be said for that. That's uh, protecting yourself from, mm-hmm. from angst. Um, and here's the most important thing. If you're experiencing um, uh, angst around about your situation, Call your advisor. Certainly, call us if you if we're we're helping you with your with your planning. But whomever you're using, call your advisor. Ask if you can review the plan. Uh, make adjustments if necessary. But you don't don't just sit with this this the, this horrible feeling that you're not mm-hmm. able to meet your objectives. Do something about it. Call your advisors. Make talk to them about it. And and I think that's, that's so important. Don't let things fester.
1: Yeah. Well, Peter, I've noticed, and I I think that anybody who is has subscribed to this podcast and has listened to this for, um, you know, any number of months or years that you've been doing this podcast, will notice that you always come back to the plan.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because the plan's our roadmap. You know, I, I, I wouldn't go out on a journey without a map or, 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 or a good, or, or a good GPS system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just won't do it anymore. You know, it tells us if we need or should make adjustments. It focuses on, on what we can control or it focuses on what we can't control. So, you know, I think about your, your, your financial planner as your personalized guide and your coach helping you along this journey through through life and through markets up, market markets that go up and markets that go down and 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 tough cash flow situations and job losses and you know family illnesses and 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 worse. So we're a guide. Advisors are your guide to get you through these these circumstances. And that's why I say call your advisor. You know we we may not have all the answers Um, but I think we can help you feel like you're in more control. We can help you make those necessary adjustments, help you develop clarity and give you back that confidence that your journey through life is really doable. And I think that's, that's, that's valuable.
1: Yeah. I I love the fact that you brought up the GPS specifically because, um, I've noticed that GPSs have gotten a lot better and more, you know, the better the technology gets, the more they can see and the more options we have. So with the GPS, there's a couple different things. You, You plot your course, and now the GPS can tell you when there's an accident ahead. They can tell you when there's traffic. They can tell you when, you know, there's construction and maybe you need to reroute. Um, th- those things that are coming up in your journey that you need to be aware of. I see the advisor doing that and, and being able to see some things, maybe some hazards that may be coming down the line. Um, but also the GPS allows us now to, to put in stops that we want to make, right? Oh, we need to gas up or, oh, I need a bathroom breaker. I got to stretch my legs. So I can put that into the GPS and say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop at a gas station and it'll tell us the best route to get there, where the closest gas station is, so on and so forth. And I see that as as us as a consumer, Peter, being able to talk to our advisor and say, hey, you know, I, I want to buy a boat or I've got a wedding coming up or I've got this expense uh, to bounce off of the advisor to help to alter the plan or, or you know, you know, reroute the map a little bit, if you will. Um, so I, I think that that's a great analogy that you brought up, and i I know that you guys are wonderful guides. my my thing to the audience is this is that you Peter, you said, you know, check with your advisor. Whether you have an advisor or not, let's say you do. Peter, I know that you're always willing to give them a second opinion because it's it's always nice to have a checkup to make sure that the the GPS that you're using is running smoothly, right? <laughs> that the, the, they're doing the right thing. So I know that you're open to second opinions, and then if people aren't using one, I know that you're, you're definitely open to that first call to say, "Hey, let's let's get you a plan." So how how do people reach out to you if they want to either a second opinion on what they're currently working on or they need a fresh start?
2: Yeah, so certainly happy to give um, give people a sense of of uh, where they are and and how they're doing and, you know, give them that second opinion. I'm happy to do that. And um, they can reach out, reach, I think probably the best way to to reach us is through our our website, um, raskinplanning.com. And uh, our contact information is there. I think that's helpful. It also gives people who who don't know us, you can you can download all our podcasts from from <laughs> from, from that. And I think that uh, the numbers well into the uh, into the upper seventies now. Uh, so there's lots not lots, lots to listen to. Yeah. Um, so please reach out via our website and and uh, happy
1: to chat. Fantastic, Peter. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Eric. Bye bye. You bet. And of course our last thank you goes to you listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the wealth is in the details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below this way. When Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And again, during this time when there's a lot of uncertainty and the media is just bombarding with sensationalized news to sell advertising, Share a podcast like this. It's it's great information. There's no sensationalization to it. It's just you know Peter speaking his mind, saying what he's seeing, and and uh, it'll give him some really good insight. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities is offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp., a broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.